0: This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today, on the podcast,
1: we are going to talk about being blameless. We're even going to ask the question, can we be blameless? Can you be blameless? We know the Bible has a lot to say about it. We are talking through, in Season 3 of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, we're talking about the Gospels. We're walking through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And as we do so, we're not necessarily starting in Matthew 1 and going through the end of John. We are, we're going to walk through the, the Gospels topically, But also, some of these things connect, and so we want to make sure we cover this content in such a way that I think you're going to learn some things, I know I am, that I've never heard before. You're going to learn some things that deepen and enrich your faith, but also challenge you to study God's Word more, which is always one of our goals on the podcast. We want people to read and get into God's Word as you would say all the time, Pastor, until the Word gets into you.
2: Yeah. I would make one uh, clarifying point. We're going to go through the Gospels chronologically. Chronologically. So topically, yes. Yes. So we'll pull out topics like today, but we will try to piece them together. So if you notice, last Mm -hmm. week we were in Matthew. Right. But you have to go to Luke to begin the birth narrative of John the Baptist and Jesus. So that's where we are today.
1: And I would say traditionally that's one of the challenges people have in reading the Bible by picking it up and reading, you know, Matthew all the way to the end, going through Mark is the you know, as each one chronicled the life of Jesus, some of these different stories that we're working through, it's it makes more sense for us to jump uh, to Luke right now because we're looking at, you know, that same topic verses or as you would say chronologically, not topically. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to do and so that's why if you're wondering why we're not either still in Matthew or starting Mark today, uh, we're looking at Luke chapter 1. Verse at, 1. Chapter 1, verse 1. Yes. And we're going to talk about the idea of being blameless. First of all, what is blame? what does it mean to be blameless? Yeah. Well,
2: before we get to blameless, which is verse 5, okay. I, I need you to read verses 1 through 4. Of Luke 1, just so we can get a yep. context Let, Let's get where the, we're going. Yes.
1: Okay. So here we go. The dedication to Theopolis, Ooh. which is the pericope, as I've been told and taught in this very podcast.
2: Do you know what Theophilus means in I, Greek? I wish I did. It's two words. Theo. Okay. Phileus, or phileo, uh-huh. friend of God friend who wow i didn't know that he's a friend of god some people think he's not even a real person this is a speculation mm. but uh some people think he's just writing to anyone who's a friend of god okay which could be a christian but uh there's probably more evidence to prove he was real so okay
1: well, let's read verses one through four many have undertaken to compile a narrative about the events that have been fulfilled among us Just as the original eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed them down to us. So it is also, so it also seemed good to me, since I have carefully investigated everything from the very first, to write to you in an orderly sequence, most honorable Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things about which you have been
2: instructed. Mm, Okay. So, um, Again, I said this before. Theophilus could be just a, a caricature... Character, character, <laughs> characterization.
1: Characterization. You need to drink of, more of your golly. coffee as we... <laughs> uh,
2: a picture yeah. of, a, of a man <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who's a friend of God. Okay, so you got that. Um, because both Luke and Acts are written to, to Theophilus. Okay, uh, the other idea is he's actually a person, and the reason we get that is verse three, mm. because it says the most excellent Theophilus. Mm. So then we tend- most honorable most honorable, honorable say yeah some version. So uh, we tend to believe that's a title referred to someone of high rank, uh, such as a Roman official or someone who's high up, uh, high ranking in the government. Uh, So we we can assume that he was a person, okay? This is a man who lived at the time uh, after Jesus's, you know, life and death, and so Mm -hmm. he's writing this letter. Now, the thing about Luke you have to realize is Luke and Acts Mm -hmm. are actually one book, okay? Mm. It is one long scroll originally, one long, you know, narrative yeah. of the birth of John the Baptist and the uh, and Paul in prison. That's mm. where Acts ends. Yeah, and it's one long scroll or book, mm. but they actually divide it into two sections. Okay? okay, so when you pick up Acts, it is the continuation of Luke. Okay, mm. so that's something to remember. So as we go in here, what he's saying is, I'm going to give you these things to, to do what? Notice what he says.
1: He says, uh, in in verse 5? Verse 4. I'm sorry, in verse 4. So that you may know the certainty of the things about which you have been instructed. Okay,
2: so Luke is a doctor. We said this before. He's going to be very precise, laser point uh, precision. Yes. Okay, and he's going to – so when you want to know, like – an adjective to describe Mm -hmm. the mood, or you want to know uh, a a key word in the mouth of an eyewitness, Luke's going to have that because he's a doctor. So Luke is going to give us insight that Mark or Matthew may overlook because Mm. Luke is a doctor. Okay, so let's get into verse 5. Here's
1: the meter. Verse 5, Gabriel predicts John's birth. Verse 5, in the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah's division named Zechariah. Okay. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth.
2: Mm, okay. So, um, a lot here.
1: Uh, keep, keep going, keep going. Okay. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame according to all the commands and requirements of the Lord. But they had no children because Elizabeth could not conceive, and both of them were well along in years.
2: Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, So the key phrase we're going to unpack today is this word blameless, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think this word blameless, and we'll get to Zechariah next week, and we'll get to unpack the priesthood next week. Yeah. Okay? But I want to talk about this word blameless because you're going to see this word blameless in the life of Zechariah, the life of Elizabeth, and you even see it uh, in the life of Mary. Okay. Mary was blameless, it says. Yeah. Okay? Now, Chris, what do you think blameless means? If somebody says, Chris Swain is living a blameless life hmm. uh,
1: without fault, uh, okay. sinless is almost what I would want to say. The, the,
2: the dictionary for these. Yeah, well, right I mean now. that's
1: how I, that's why when I try, I define blameless and I say okay. Okay, so living uh, there's without. no you can't blame me for anything I've done. Nothing wrong.
2: Okay, so what does that mean in the area of righteousness and sin? It means I'm I'm sin free. I'm without I'm sin, sin free. Okay, that's what most people think, and yeah. that's what I've always yeah. thought. I've al- and and so here's how you can get to the place. In Catholicism, mm-hmm. okay, because I was raised in Catholicism, this is how you can get to the place where you say Mary was perpetually sinless. Right. She didn't sin before Jesus and didn't sin after Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's how they get here because they take the word blameless. Mm-hmm. She was blameless, okay? Yeah. Now, the word blameless does not mean without sin, mm. okay? It's interesting because let's let's think about this if there was a person outside of Jesus mm-hmm. who was without sin then that means that person doesn't need Jesus to be the savior of their soul that's right not only do we have one perfect person but we have two perfect people mm. and that means not only does Jesus not matter in their own salvation but then they can begin to disseminate grace mm. because now they're sinless to other people yeah Hence, you get the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception, okay? You get this idea, which I was raised with. But, But here's the challenge. There's no way Mary can be perfect. No New Testament writer says that. No gospel writer says right. that. No epistle writer says that. That is a doctrine that was made many years, hundreds and hundreds of mm-hmm. years later, yep. about Mary being sinless. And that's yep. what we're talking about here, but we're talking about blameless. Right. So, so if you take that logic, not only is Mary sinless, okay. but Elizabeth is sinless, and Zechariah is sinless. We've got a lot of sinless people if you go down that road. A lot of sinless people. <laughs> but we know Zechariah is not sinless. Right. We know he sinned right because he questioned god and then elizabeth laughed at god you know so we know these people and right. i'm not saying laughing is a sin but zechariah is questioning you know how mm-hmm. how and in, how in the world is this going to happen mm-hmm. and so you know these are people just like us okay so what does it mean to be blameless chris well it doesn't mean sinless
1: i've just learned in this uh, short okay. time yeah <laughs> uh so i don't know you tell me
2: okay before we get to what it means to be blameless, because I think a lot of us want to know that. Right. We're gonna ask you to think about it. What does mm-hmm. it mean to be blameless back in the New Testament times? Yeah. But more importantly, can we live in a way today mm-hmm. of being blameless before the Lord? And the answer is I think we can. Oh wow. We can live in a way based on the word blameless from yes. a Jewish Hebraic perspective right. today as a life that is blameless before God. We'll talk about that.
1: We're going to need to understand more of that because that's a bit of a cliffhanger right after this break.
0: As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com.
1: And we're back! Talking about living blameless, which if you're like me, you're you're getting, uh, you know, the the hair on the back of your neck is raising because you're thinking to yourself, I'm not sure this is proper doctrine. I'm not sure we're going down the right path here, but I believe and trust that you're going to lead us there. So tell us then. (laughs) Talk to me. Talk to me and help me back off this ledge.
2: Yeah. Okay. So if we look at the text, the text gives us the clues. Okay. Okay. Again. The best commentary on the Bible? The Bible. Is the Bible, okay? So it says both of them, so both of them, were righteous in God's sight. Yes. Okay, what does righteous mean? Righteous means being made right before God. Ooh. Yeah, in a sense. Righteous means they were obedient to follow the commands of God. They were obedient to live in a way that pleased God. Yes. Okay, so they were righteous in God's sight, living without blame, there it is, Mm. according to, here it is, according to all the commands and requirements of the Lord. So here's Mm. what blameless means. Blameless doesn't mean perfect. Yeah. Blameless means that I know when I mess up Mm -hmm. that I come and make atonement Mm. and give an offering for my sin. That's good. So they know the protocol that God set up to be in right relationship with him. Now, Mm. I left you hanging before and I said, I believe we can live a blameless life. Right. Now, you're probably wondering, we don't make sacrifices. Right. We don't offer up uh, our sins. That's you true. Know, to, we're not, to, not showing up on Sunday with a dove. Yeah, we don't need an atoning <laughs> sacrifice with a sacrificial <laughs> goat. offering. Right. Yeah, right. we don't do that. <laughs> However, we can live a blameless life mm-hmm. through repentance after we sin. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, blameless means we're living a life of integrity before God. We're living a life that's pleasing to the Lord. We know that sin separates us from intimacy with God. Mm. It it doesn't, it doesn't sever, see sin doesn't sever your relationship with God, that's intact. Sin celebrates the intimacy you have with God. Mm. It, It clouds the the, the the voice of God it, it, mm-hmm. it muddies the the tasting and seeing of the Lord in your life. You can't yeah. taste it. You can't hear the voice of God. So that's what it means to be blameless. That you know when you do wrong, mm-hmm. you know how to make it right through repentance, not with a sacrificial lamb mm-hmm. on an altar in a temple in the Old Testament yeah. or New Testament, but with a confession to a perfect Savior who died on a cross on a on a hill called Calvary.
1: The sacrifice has already been paid.
2: Yes. It's already been made. The once and for all continuous yes. sacrifice in our life that we mm. continually, he died once, yeah. but it's applied to our life continually. Okay, that's let's good. move on now. So it says Elizabeth was barren. And remember, mm. we're reading the Gospels right. with what we're going to use the term callbacks. Okay, that's a key word, mm. callbacks. A callback is what, Chris? That's where we're going to look back into the Old Testament. Yes, and I would say this. Another word, I learned this from my... My rabbi mentored Dr. Dwight Pryor. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's going on to be with the Lord now. Um, but he was the one who really mentored me, took me to Israel, into yeah. retreats at his center. Um, and he, he, he's he got a ministry, if you're not familiar, called Judaic Christian Studies, JC.org, JCstudies.org. Yeah. You put that in the show notes. JCStudies.org. I I encourage you to check it out. But anyway, he actually was the one who turned me on to this idea called a kesher. Mm. Okay, a kesher. So a kesher is like a. uh, You ever hover over a website with your with your mouse, and if if you're hovering in general with your mouse, it's an arrow. Yeah, right. The little arrows pointing. You know what I'm talking about. If you go to a website that has a hyperlink, Mm -hmm. what happens to your pointer? is that it turns into a what? Hand. A hand. Meaning you can click it, you can double-click on it, Mm -hmm. and then it'll connect you through the web like Velcro Mm -hmm. to another website on the World Wide Web. Yeah. So it's like connected underneath. So picture it as the page you're looking at is Mm -hmm. the surface-level page, Yeah. but the double-click hyperlink is below the surface, connected. So think of a Kesher, K-E-S-H-E-R, Mm Kesher, connection, Yeah. as a hyperlink or Velcro. That's good okay, to other connections of the Mm -hmm. text. Now, the New Testament is connected to the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. okay? The problem with us as New Testament Christians is, that Chris, we simply don't know the Old Testament. Right. And we've talked about this before in our podcast. But people, we don't know the old, so we rarely Mm -hmm. appreciate the new or really fully don't understand the new. Yeah. Okay? So what we're looking for are callbacks. We're reading the new. Through the, through, through the understanding of the old, mm-hmm. and we're giving the old, you know, what was concealed in the old, we used to say in seminary, mm-hmm. was revealed in the new. Mm, concealed good. in the old, Old Testament, revealed in the new, okay? Yep. So what we're looking for, for are these callbacks, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, some of them are in bold. Another little side note, if you have a Bible, and normally when your Bible has a bold text, mm-hmm. Normally, that is a connection yeah. to the Old Testament that the translator is making yeah. for you. Or if you have a reference Bible,
1: a lot of times in the in the middle of the page, you'll see connections. They'll put a little letter there and reference back to where it's at. Yeah, found it's called the passages. Royal
2: Treasury of scripture, scripture Knowledge, the old book. Wow, okay. yeah, that was the old book. With <laughs> all, that's where all these middle. Did you know that yeah. that was where all these middle connections I come from in the that. center of your? But Bible. I have
1: used those middle, middle. Yeah, version.
2: somebody has done the hard work. But right. here's the thing. I'm going to go out, go out and say there are double, if not triple, the connections wow. that are listed in these reference points yeah. that we simply don't know about that are made with just phrases or words. Yeah. And what we're going to show you is one right here. Okay. And we're going to do this all through. So if you like yeah. this kind of exegetical study, this it's will be, be our entire uh, Bible study yeah. from here on out. Okay, the word barren immediately... When you hear the word barren in the sentence with Elizabeth, automatically you think back to a few women Mm -hmm. in the Old Testament who had godly men who would go on to be used mightily by God. Yes. Okay? Can you name those five?
1: I can, but I have a cheat sheet. Okay. Yes, you do have the cheat sheet. (laughs) I will say I would have guessed Sarah. Okay, guess Sarah. I mean, that's kind of the common one. Yep. Um, looking at the cheat sheet, we also have Rachel. Yes. Hannah. Rebecca. Okay. And then the one I never would have guessed if it wasn't on the cheat sheet. Yeah.
2: Samson's mom. Yeah.
1: That that one is. Uh, that was do we best.
2: know the name of Samson's mom?
1: Uh, on my cheat sheet, it just says Samson's mom. Yes.
2: Think, no. no. Uh, we don't know. Okay. So we have Sarah. Let's do them in order. Yes. Sarah. Rebecca. Rachel. All three of the patriarch's wives, mm-hmm. all three of them, hmm. were barren till later in life. Wow. Some of them till way later in life. Yeah. Even Sarah laughing you know, at 90 years old, she's right. going to have a baby. Uh, so you have this, this, this uh, rhythm in the hmm. Old Testament of a woman being barren, waiting on the Lord, producing a man of God. Hmm. Samson, man of God. Samuel, man of God. Hmm. Isaac, Jacob, Man of God. Okay, so Joseph, Rachel, Man of God. Yeah. Okay, so you automatically start to think, okay, I know of another person, another woman in the Old Testament that's going to have a great Man of God. So it's setting us up for this. Yeah. Okay. Now another thing I want to talk about with the area of calling back is being blameless. When we think of the Old Testament Jewish people Mm -hmm. and the New Testament Christians, right? Okay, we sometimes have wrongly categorized them into false um, categories of how a person can be saved yeah okay so we, in our minds we think mm-hmm. and I used to think this too the Jewish people get saved one way in the Old Testament mm. the Christians get saved another way in the New Testament mm. have you heard this before Jonathan just just polling mm-hmm. the room no no have you heard the other part no. have you heard it otherwise like no. Jews get saved uh, one way Christians get saved another way that's what I heard mmm you know, Jews have to work to be saved. They follow that old, dirty, nasty law. It's overbearing, yeah. domineering. And then Christians get saved by what? Colton, do you know? Faith. By faith. Faith. Yes. They got saved by law, rules, works. Works. Yeah. anybody anybody listening heard this for? Like Jews get saved by works and law. We get saved as Christians by mm. faith in the New Testament. Thank God for the new covenant. Golly, that old covenant yeah. that was all burdensome and. Overwhelming, and what we'll do next week because I don't know if we have time to unpack this. Chris Chris is getting very, very nervous now. (laughs) Hey,
1: I'm I'm happy to go longer on the podcast if we need to.
2: Yeah, but I will say this just to kind of leave you hanging. We'll pick this up next week. Yeah, I will say this, and here's a little secret: it is not different. Mm -hmm. God is not a god of confusion. You're right. God is a god who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. Aren't you glad we don't serve a god who decides to change the rules? Mm-hmm. When he sends his son, yeah. my chosen people, the Jewish nation, the apple yeah. of my eye, he says, "You know, I have I have gotten you together like a mother with her her chicks together. You know, I have sheltered <laughs> you from the from the Most High. I mean, right. you're my chosen people. We're gonna throw all that out. And do yeah, my different. son comes. <laughs> ah, we're gonna flip the script. Boom, pull the rug out. It's right. over. Now you got to follow a whole new system yeah. to be saved and redeemed. That's not how God works. Yeah. And so next week we'll talk and unpack." What does it mean to be saved in the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. and how do you follow through with salvation in the
1: new? I'm excited to learn about that as we continue through the Gospels here in Season 3 of the Making Disciples podcast with Robbie Gallaty. If you have a chance, text a friend to take a listen if you enjoy the podcast. Rate us on uh, wherever you get your podcast download and listen. And as always, thanks for joining us. Can't wait to uh, get into next week. Until then, Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.